Welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, or should I say the Eurovision Briefy Division podcast, <laughs> a podcast where we listen to all 40 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest and try to determine if they're better than Brividi or not. <laughs> It's hard-hitting journalism. Uh-huh. As always, I am your host, Jeroen. I've listened to every song in this year's contest before. And I am your lovely co-host, Mira. And I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time, giving you my knee-jerk reactions. Emphasis on jerk. I'm a big jerk. <laughs> you jerk. That's not a word Europeans say ever. Isn't it? Jerk? I don't know. It's so American. It does it does sound like an American kind of word. I don't think I've ever said jerk before, except for like saying jerking off. <laughs> yeah, sure. Welcome jerkwads to the podcast. <laughs> How do we do things around here? Oh, is that a real question? <laughs> I don't know. As always, I make an attempt to uh to divide these songs into some kind of categories so that we have, you know, a couple of songs to talk about uh, each episode. I could have done it completely randomly, but I like finding a little bit of a theme, uh, as tenuous as it might be. I would like to know this list of themes so that I may choose one at the start of every episode. Well, we started off uh, last episode doing uh, duets, or that is to say songs with two performers in uh, It Takes Two. So let's go through the rest of what I have devised. Our other themes for this year are... Oh, I haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, okay. Eco footprint. Okay. Emotional ballad. All right. Healthy head of hair. Good. Kids, could you lighten up a little? Oh, no. Men who sing about women. Oh. There's a guitar, and they play it, too. Oh, no. Uh, We are who we are, and who we are is who we want to be. Jenny B? Uh, Three letters. Okay. And we've had these for so long that now I can't figure out where to put them. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, that uh, we've, we've had those songs for so long that I don't know what category oh, the, like, to put them in. the first ones that came out? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I have um, one very special, special category that I'm calling Knowing Me, Knowing You. Because uh? as you know, breaking up is never easy. Ooh, breakup songs? But they are breakup songs. Oh, I was like, oh, are they breakup songs or are they songs by couples who have since broken up and <laughs> still have to do your God, revision? That, if th- that was an entire it category. It is an entire category. There's like three. Um, no, the problem with that one is um, by, my, by my categorization system, uh, there are six. Wow. Um, so what I'd like to do for Knowing Me, Knowing You... Uh-huh. ...is um, if at the end of an episode you're like, I could roll the dice and handle a breakup song... Right, 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 right. I would like you to tell me... I'll roll a d6 and... Oh, I didn't I didn't so much mean literally roll the dice, but oh. that's actually a good idea, yeah. Um, because, you know, breakup songs can take on many forms... It can be positive and uh, negative, or it can be a very difficult breakup, or it can, you know, you have different ways of, of, of uh, framing that. So it, it's literally rolling the dice on, like, are we going to get a heavy song? Are we going to get a light song? Oh, okay. Um, but it's just you saying at the end of an episode, yeah, I could handle one more. Um, so then we 
Uh, then we sing Knowing Me, Knowing You, and I add another song to the to the episode. How many categories are there in general? Because I want to know, like, if I don't feel like I can handle a Knowing Me, Knowing You at the first couple of episodes, and then the last six episodes, I have to do it. So I just want to know how I have to spread Well, breaking up out. is never easy, but you have to do... Right? Like, right. That's literally the point. Um, um, there's... I, th- I think there's about ten episodes other uh, okay. other than that. Yeah. So you get you get a couple off. I think. And if you don't get them by the end, then they can be an episode of their own. Okay. Yeah. That's that's fair. You know, I like to mix it up. I like to get a little creative. With it. Last episode, I think I got angry at men mm-hmm. because they, you know, <laughs> as two men specifically. Yeah. 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 The wolves. Not so much men, but wolves. I hated them so, so much. Um, I didn't even mention the fact that, according to the lore, they're supposed to be from out of space. I don't care. Uh-huh. I think why I... Another reason why I hate that song as much as I do, like, it's terrible, and of course I hate it. Um, but also, I'm allergic to bananas. Right, we didn't mention that last time. Um, so so the, good thing, the good thing about doing that in the first episode is that we can now constantly refer back to uh, the song, which is both a blessing and a curse. Um, but, but everything we've talked about, we can now refer back to that. Um, so, you know. Yeah. Stay tuned for more uh, of that content. But yes, bananas. Yeah, bananas like don't have the like funny good connotation to me that they have to other people because I can't eat them. It's it's like avocados. I'm allergic to bananas and avocados and people are like, "Oh, these millennials and their avocado toast." And I'm like, "I literally don't even eat avocado. Where's my house?" Yeah, if you ate less avocado toast, you'd have a house. And you're like, "I have eaten none avocado toast." In my life. Well, I used to eat it, and then I was like, why am I sick all the time? Must be these spicy toasts I'm having constantly. And then my friends were like, what do you mean spicy? Yeah, would you like some avocado on your uh, on your toast? And I was like, oh no, that... I, I don't like how, how like it tingles your mouth, avocado. <laughs> and my friend was like, Mira, you're allergic to avocado. And I had... Like flashbacks to every time I was mysteriously horribly sick after a dinner party, and each of those dinner parties had avocado. Yeah, it's like it's like the scene at the end of Ratatouille, except the food critic realizes he's allergic. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty much what happened to me. But yeah, so I I'm I'm not a banana fan. I physically can't be. So I'm not a banana fan. Not a fanana. Not a Minion, you know, banana or whatever. That's so shit. funny, though. It's so funny, though, how they oh. go banana. They're like little, little, Those little yellow, yellow guys? guys wearing their dungarees. I love them. They're evil. Are they? I mean, they always support the biggest evil because they're the minions of the of the bad guy. That's why they're in Despicable Me, right? Isn't that the premise? I I have I I remember that I watched Despicable Me. I this is also why this is also why the in the Minions movie that I haven't seen but I've heard about it, uh, the minions conveniently get like frozen in ice. Um, so that they don't have to address where the minions were during World War II. Take notes, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> you can just freeze everyone on ice. All the wizards were frozen during World War II. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so anyway, I was mad, mad at men. That's mad, mad men. Mad men, yeah. 
Um, so I want to be mad at men some more, so I don't have to think about them for the rest of the podcast. Okay. Uh, give me men singing about women. Sure. Uh, that's, that's always good. It's not. That is always good. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, you know, you know the way that men think about women is always good. Nothing mm-hmm. but respect and love and generosity. Yeah. Why don't we start it off with our first song about a man singing about a woman? I already um, regret this choice. The song is called Stripper. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but I mean the the way that this song came to be is a bit more surprising because uh, it's coming to us all the way from San Marino. Okay, okay, okay. So Get, you know, getting better, getting, getting, getting better. some redemption. Um, and San Marino um, had a national selection this year, a rather a, a rather unwieldy procedure um, called Una Voce per San Marino uh, that included both um, you know hopeful uh, not well-known artists who went through a, a couple of selection days during an entire week. It was very confusing for all of us because no one explained how the format worked and it was just a bunch of people singing on a live stream and we were like, what's going on? We don't know. Um, but then on the on the Saturday night, they also had nine established artists Oh, great. Who didn't have to go through the qualifying rounds, but were, like, straight into yeah. that final show. But in, in the end, that made, like, not the worst kind of show, because you had had the time to, like, accust- get accustomed to the, the, the lesser-known artists and their songs, and you might have heard them before. Our dog just barked. <laughs> There's a dog outside. But, like, big artists means also artists with more experience. And and one of them actually um, probably had had the most experience and certainly had the most recent experience um, because not, like, several weeks before that national final, we had seen him in a different national final, namely in San Remo. Oh! So after San Remo, um, which he did not win, we suddenly get an announcement of the nine big artists in San Marino, and it goes, guess who's included? I I guess that's allowed. It is completely allowed. Different song, not the same song okay. that he participated yeah, in San Remo yeah. with. An artist who had who had been in San Remo before, um, who was a special guest at San Remo last year. Um, so who is like, you know, a... A, a guy. A, a, a well-known current Italian artist. Okay. Uh it over to San Marino, uh, visiting San Marino for the first time in his life, and going, yeah, I'll represent your country. God damn So, it. what? <laughs> I know it's allowed, but it feels bad. I don't know. I'm, I, I just think it's funny, because San Marino is such a wild card uh, yeah. as far as countries go. They have selected artists from completely different countries. Like, Sarah Hat, Hat doesn't live in San Marino. He's Turkish. If... if, if I, I really thought you may drop Sarah Hat on me. Nah. You were like, the the song is named Stripper, and I was like, oh no, but if you had then said, and it's by Sarah Hat, and I'm like, oh, it's about how they deserve rights. <laughs> oh, uh, Belgium, by the way, a historic victory True. for people's rights. Uh, completely decriminalized sex work recently, so yay! <laughs> yeah, this, uh, let's, let's, let's pretend like this one is, is here to celebrate that. Um, this is Achille Lauro singing Stripper for mm. San Marino. I don't trust it. If I the party
seem to work well last year. So that's yeah. It's, I get I get why that is what one would say. And I think that's a little unfortunate because he has been at it for a while. This isn't like he just started this year and he decided to do this aesthetic and yeah. get like tattoos just because that happened to work out last year. I mean, that might be why he participated again and that might be why he was like, no, I really want to go to Eurovision. But it's not as if he has copied his entire style on that no. because he has been making like this sort of stuff in the past. Uh, it's it's unfortunate because I am just gonna now compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as good. Right. But it's okay. It's fun. Yeah, it it does like it does have that like kind of stadium rock shout along vibe to it where yeah. you're like this is not where like if you go to a concert you'd be like oh yeah this one this is probably not their strongest song. I don't I'm not fully immersed in his discography. I know this is not necessarily like his strongest work in my opinion, but it's like okay, this is kind of what like kind of what he does. Sure. It's just like this. It gets like a little provocative where you're like is he gonna take his pants off? Chocock, what I was thinking the like, whole time just Chocock. At San Remo for sure where it was like a moment where it was like is he <laughs> is he gonna take his clothes off? Um so it was very funny to then be revealed like oh the song he'll be singing for San Marino will be called Stripper and we were like is oh, he I actually gonna So yeah, um I don't know that just, was was quite was quite funny. I but, think he should do like the full Monty routine at Eurovision. Just end be... with a hat. Leave your hat on. Oh yeah, yeah. Have some fun with that. Have some fun with I mean, that. You don't because want... if you're singing a song about a stripper, you don't want accidents to happen on live television, though. It's so weird. Like you don't want the dick slip. I want the dick slip. Right. I want him very it's very badly. A show where. And, like, it's not to say that, you know, sexy outfits, um, scantily clad people, that, you know, that that's not something that happens at Eurovision anyway, but explicit nudity, I don't know. less so. I, I uh, it, is a, it is a family show. Being, like, Belgian slash Dutch, mm. there were just genitals on television in family shows. Sure, yeah. It's not something yeah, but that's not a... in, like entertainment for like music comedy like no music. i guess not in in like narrative fiction perhaps you'd be like yeah well in this scene they're taking a shower whatever i very much like, remember though like as a kid watching dutch kids tv mm -hmm. uh there was teo and dea right yeah, yeah and there's yeah. the episode about like sex and how sex and adult bodies work and there were just like First off, there was, like, a funny comedy skit for kids mm -hmm. about a guy who goes to prostitutes. Okay, And yeah. it's, you know, it's Amsterdam, there's the red light district, and it's treated as, like, a very normal thing, like, oh, this guy yeah, wants to yeah, have yeah, sex yeah. and goes to a prostitute. And then later in that same episode, I think, it's like, hey, here we have some nude people, and it was just, like normal adults walking into yeah. the room. I mean, I do, I do feel like that I, program was in particular, like... It was very raunchy. Raunchy, but kids, also, like, you know, like, groundbreakingly, like, let's just let's just have it all out there, where, like, some people were probably very offended by it. Probably. Probably. It's not like culturally we were all like, yeah, yeah, we just do that. Everyone loves that. No. But I, I do just remember, as a kid, it not being... Like, maybe it was, like, kind of exciting, mm -hmm. but it wasn't weird to see a penis. Right. No, no. That's fair. So, I think Europe could could survive a dick slip. 
That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay, but we just... Especially an accidental dick slip. It, that's the point. <laughs> we don't have to... <laughs> he doesn't have to show, like, a fully erect... He doesn't have to ja- <laughs> He doesn't have to jerk off on stage full oh, circle. Oh, full circle. Full jerkle. Full But, like, just a, 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 a naughty little accidental dick slip? I think that could work. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but I'm just... We, we shouldn't have to, like, be prepared for it to happen, is all I'm saying. No, okay. Oh, okay. Um, but so that's why I'm saying, like, ah... Uh, I think he, I just think he should sit, strip on stage. That's actually, it's just a little... Just if a little more, like... If about strippers... A little more explicitly. How... Be, how... Be daring with Respectful it. is this song? Because I can't get that from the lyrics, I obviously. mean, it, it, it's also sort of in, in the Achille Lauro vein, um... All of his songs are basically just, uh, uh, oh my god, yeah, see, culture, Rolls Royce, like, just stuff okay. where, where you're listening and you're didn't like, uh-huh, uh-huh, what, no, because we didn't start the fire, at least, like, lists things, and it's Relevant like, things. this is a thing, this is just, like, I don't know if, you, I don't know if you could hear each line ending with a reference here, like, in... Yeah, yeah, I could hear it. I wish people would stop talking about personal Jesus, because I know it's, it's not a Marilyn Manson song, and it's, it's a, it's a Depeche Mode mm-hmm. song, and it, but it was famously covered by, like, one of the most heinous people to fucking ever exist, so... It, every time someone like refers to that song, I'm like, which version are you? Sure, yeah. Do you hear in your head when you say this? And I and I don't like it. I I believe uh, the lyrics translate to something approximating. Uh, She's a stripper. Yes, this love is a strip club. Ah, my heart in a freezer. Freezer. I'm in bed with a killer. Thriller. Like a virgin. Okay. It's not a film. London calling. Calling. I love Britney. The devil in a Birkin bag. Uh-huh. But what a stupid desire I have. What a stupid desire to put on the shortest dress that I have and go out. Okay. I don't know. All I need is love. <laughs> oh, Christ. So I'm very dis- uh, respectful. I feel like this thing I- where it's like... Oh, she's the devil. She's playing with my heart. You know, going into the strip club, that this is going to be a business transaction. Right. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. weird that they're like, these vile temptresses. Like, you walked into the club with your money. But then... To spend it yes. on strippers. But then there is the part here where I'm like, oh, okay, this, this kind of like adds a little nuance. Uh, so, you know, what a stupid desire to see what a woman I am... No one can judge me. Do you trust me? What a stupid man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... She's right. Because stupid Owomo is like, oh, you are a really stupid dude. Yeah. That is the end of his chorus. But it's the, the thing of men, like, women are so evil for mocking yeah, us. Yes. But it it's is, like, no, it, she's right. It is kind of going into the, like, the, the heartless, ruthless yeah. sex machine stereotype. But I think just saying, I, I I just I just like the line "kiss stupid Owomo" because it's just like you stupid, you stupid, you dude. stupid guy. Uh, that's great. Um, I don't know how the EBU feels about the words "sex toy" in a lyric. Um, you can have sex the EBU toy. is pretty fucking strict sometimes, aren't they? They're it's, I, it's fine for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. I think a kid hearing "sex toy" doesn't have the context. 
about it to like picture a full vibrator about that is just like okay sex and toy and probably imagines like i think a lot of kids when they imagine sex toys i think one of the first sex toys you hear about as a kid is a sex swing because is that, it yes because it took me a long time in my life to know about sex swings. Oh no, for me, I, I, I thought I think it was a, a I think it was a joke in like my class in elementary oh, school okay. that someone learned about like... a sex swing, and then the swings at school, and suddenly my entire school knew uh, about sex swings. So maybe yeah, that's just that's me. probably a personal experience. <laughs> But I, but it, it's I, like, we yeah. know what a swing is. We know right. that sex is a naughty thing that we're not supposed to talk about. So this is extremely funny. And like not really knowing what the context. How the hell would that, how how sex how, swing how the hell would that be anything? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah my, my brain just goes I to like the first thing you think about when you were at all aware of, you know, how sex works is a dildo. Like, cause because that's a funny, a funny word. word. Yeah. Dildo. Where you might not even know what that is or what that's for, but that's the first, like, sex yeah. toy word where you're like, haha, dildo. Yeah. Because it's also kind of like a good, uh, a good thing to call someone, you know? True, true. You'll probably have heard the word dildo from someone insulting someone. So, like, yeah. Without necessarily knowing what that means. I don't have a problem with, uh... Cowboy, my heart is your sex toy. Stupid. It's a stupid line. It's all it's stupid. Fine. I think that's like once again, this is one where I'm like, I this is not coherent enough to be offensive. Like, like the girl is, boss. This yeah. is just stupid. Like in theory, this is despicable, but you know, just don't think about it. But it's also like, is it as long as you're not trying to frame woman has sex as some kind of power thing, which Guys, if you write that, it never is. That's you just thinking about sex. I would just like to put that out there. If men are like, I'm going to write an empowered female character. She has sex. That's not the character being empowered. That's you, a guy, just writing a woman who fucks. That's not, that's nothing. <laughs> What's that? Like the the prize or this award? Like you have the worst written sex scene award. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the like, awards for men writing women. Or it was just a website collecting. I think there was like a Twitter feed or something about like male writers writing. writing yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing women. so funny. Just... Like screenplay introductions and like I... she breasted boobly down she the stairs. She breasted boobly is, down like, the, the stairs, the joke yeah. Of, like this is how men write women. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I do love those. I do love them yeah, 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 very yeah. much. Um, so I think there's like shades of that here where it's like, I think it would work better if he it would... did just fully pretend like, oh, or like uh, um, lean into like, oh yeah, this is a part of me personally, the performer thinking mm. about like ways in which I'd like to be sexual, which I get from, from men or straight age men being like what, what women quote unquote can do with their sexuality, what they can can achieve with their body is different than what I a man could do. I could never breast boobily down the stairs. Right. And uh, it's all very stupid and like eh whatever, but as a guy I can like understand like the the 
thought process that like goes into that, right? Yeah, no, I I get that jealousy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like envy more, I guess. Women don't have penis envy. Men have tit envy. Yeah, yeah. Because speaking of as someone who has breasted boobily downstairs at points in her life, that shit's fun. That shit's fun to do sometimes. It's fun to have your tits out and like watch people look at your tits and then they, and but then like after half an hour you're like oh uh, I'm 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 done with this <laughs> and then you've already gone out in that outfit so that's your whole night then right and that one I guess you just have to commit to it and, then you have and to commit. become a different character yeah which is also what this feels like it's kind of about is like the char- the character that he's playing but that also the woman in this story is playing by being like I've put on a really sexy short outfit to see like how I can inhabit that kind of woman and men are just like throwing themselves at me and I'm thinking so you're dumb. really stupid for that yeah and I'm like okay that's that's a concept it's not a particularly, like, refreshing or, like, respectful idea here. I think this song needs to either be more respectful or less respectful. Okay. Because if it's less respectful, then it's maybe, like, oh, he's singing from the perspective of a bad guy. And okay. then that could be a good song. Um, and if it's more respectful, then it's like, he's singing a good song about a stripper. Now it's just like, what's the... What's the angle? What's the angle yeah. here? There's a little bit of a like, oh, I'm not sure what the angle is. I'm... <laughs> it's a fun song. It is though. fun. It's like, okay, this is... It's this a fun is... song and he is good at gyrating. He does a good, like... Yeah, he, he, he does have the performance experience. It's a little awkward on this stage in San Marino, mm-hmm. but like... He is he is experienced at at what he does, so it makes sense that he won there. It's nice to see, like you know, a, a, a relatively major artist at Eurovision. Um, yeah, um, I do think it's too similar to last year's winner to really end high. I I do yeah I do understand. I don't Cause think it also... necessarily is the case, but I do understand why there would be the 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 appearance of like desperation to get to Eurovision now, yeah. where it's just like um you could have maybe waited just a little <laughs> longer, and then like this wouldn't have seemed like such yeah. a it isn't a copy. But it does appear that way, and that's always the worry the year it's, after. It's the thing a winner. Yeah. in 2020 with John's Tears. We were like, yeah, that worked well in 2019. Mm-hmm. And now we get uh, sexual rock. If that's the genre, then I'm not complaining. Sexual rock I is not a bad hate thing. Sexual rock. <laughs> Unless it's the Rolling Stones, because Jesus Christ, they hate women. I mean, yeah, rock music hating women is not. It it has been worse. It's yeah. It's it's it's, it's it is a thing that you find in rock music, uh, and it's bad a lot of the time. So by by like by comparison, this is pretty tame. It's okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Next song. Next song. Next song. Wait! 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 This isn't as good as Brividi. Okay. But, like, it's a it's a solid second place for me now. Oh, so ten points? Ten points. Ten points. Yeah. Girlboss is eight points. Eight points now. Third, third place. Oh, still seven points for Subwolf. <laughs> yep. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. We're pushing them out. <laughs> One day they'll be out of the top ten. Or maybe they won't. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine if you had to keep them there. If, if, 
there are more than 10 songs. If there are 30 songs that are mm-hmm. worse than Subwoofer, I'll quit the podcast. Yeah, you just won't watch Eurovision. I just won't watch Eurovision. It is that fear, though. Because um, Subwoofer was uh, selected, um, I think, at, I think at a point when there weren't that many songs. And at that point, you just have that fear of, like, please let this be, like... A, a low point yeah. you know let this let this for me personally be a low point and let everything that comes after this be better in some way or like because you have to deliver it to me too yeah I'm like okay now now i have now i'm carrying that burden um but let's go for let's go for the next song let's go you say like you know uh this is similar to last year um but there's always an influence from last year's uh winner in Eurovision, right? Like the you when whenever yeah. a country wins, um or when a song wins, you you see some echoes of that the next year. And we had a we had a rock winner uh last year, so it stands to reason that we would see a little more bands uh joining the fray. And I like that. I like seeing bands. I like bands. No, I'm not talking about the fray. <laughs> it's a band. Oh where did no, that's not the fray. Is Isn't it? it? Which which one's the fray? Isn't it How to Save a Life? I think so. Isn't that? Yeah, I think so. I want to look it up. Look up who the fray are. This is why you tune in. It's how yeah, it's How to Save a Life. Where did I go wrong? Where did we go wrong? That was a very good um, Orin High School Host Club AMV. Sorry? It's How to Save a Life. That's one I watched a lot as a kid when I watched Orin High School Host Club. You ever watch any AMVs set uh, in the shadows? Oh, constantly. Like, what was the best one? Oh, man. Um, Because that feels like a song that was, like, AMV, AMV ready, right? um, Definitely Death Note. Definitely Death Note. Honestly, the best AMV still is Hello Omeknu, set to Princess Tutu, the best anime ever made. The the Nanagronval song that did not win Melfest 2005, uh, would but was somehow used in a in an award winning award winning anime music video. <laughs> and I I think I've talked about this on the podcast before because it was so formative for me. That yeah, probably, it, it probably. really rules. Representing Finland in this year's Eurovision Song Contest are the Rasmus. Wait, I knew this. Did you though? Did I? I feel like I'm not surprised by this. They, I, I uh, think this was also in the news. You definitely they were knew huge that they. Yes, you definitely knew that they were participating in the selection, um, which made it sort of a foregone conclusion that they would win. Ah, yeah, I think. Um, that's but they it. had not won at the time yet. I think. <laughs> Years after uh, their monster hit in the shadows, um, I... which did take the continent by storm, um, but there are adults alive right now who were not born when that song came out. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yes. Wait, what year did that song come out? I'm pretty sure it's from like 2003. No. I think in the shadows. Let me check to be completely sure that it's I'm not. 18 years old. Oh my god, that makes sense. Yep, 2003. Best year for music of all time. It's true. Well, 2004 wasn't bad either. So we're getting getting some new work from the Erasmus. I'm wasting away. (laughs) Realizing that In the Shadows is 18 years old. I'm happy there's still a band. That's pretty crazy. Surprised to find that out. Well, let's, uh, let's put feathers in our hair and discover what they're bringing to Eurovision. 
God, I'm I'm dressing. If if this is a good song, I'm full scene. I'm, I'm good. I'm dressing full emo for Eurovision. I uh, threw out all those clothes. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, let's see what they have to say about uh, the ladies. This. Oh right. Oh. This is uh, for Finland. This is the Rasmus and Jezebel. No. Stop. No. What's wrong with that? Uh, Just something completely different. <laughs> Just going for a different vibe this time. Incredible. You wanna? Yeah. You wanna give, give that a listen? Yeah. This is the Rasmus and Jezebel. <laughs> it's very good. So so Jezebel yeah. uh, was the wife of Ahab, king of Israel, in the King uh, the Book of Kings. Sure thing. Um, and she uh, violently instituted the worship of Baal in the land. Um, Is that so? And purged the prophets. Um, That's a yikes for me. So she wasn't a slut. No, but that is what She the... was just like a bad queen like yeah, non-Christian but, but the word, queen. But the word Jezebel is like, used je- yeah. in general to describe like a floozy. A floozy. You know, I just think that's interesting. How words have how words have shifted meaning, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the full story of Jezebel. Maybe she was a slut. Any I mean, woman, any woman who does something wrong uh, is probably later on revealed to be a slut. Uh, yeah. You know, for as much as for as much as like you know, woman woman is sexual and that's good is kind of a tired trope. It used to be woman has sex and that inherently makes her bad. Um, there are two sides to this coin, both bad, <laughs> and guys, it's not hard to write women, they're just people. They're just people who either want to have sex or don't. But that's not like their whole thing, just because you are only thinking about that when you see them, male writers. Um, but this sorry, is I'm like just, a, just... a woman who has... Um, yeah, what about the Jezebel described in this song? What, what do we know about her from what you have just now, like, heard? Uh, she's in his blood. Yeah. So maybe she gave him, huh? uh, sexual transmittable disease. You, I mean, you can, you can say that, yeah. Um. But also... I mean, it's, it's definitely inspired, um, by Poison by Alice Cooper. Yes. Which is literally a song also about, you know, HIV and, and that implication without literally saying it, because that's when it came out. I, I mean, it's probably, it's, it's problematic it, it, it was, to it was say, problematic like, and weird because, women like, who eight, have... Because it wasn't sex. You know, yeah. there's nothing sexy about AIDS and the HIV crisis when it was happening. No. But w- it was a mystery, right? In the 80s. Yeah. Like, it was like... What is this? What is going on? What's going so on? So that, like, gave birth to those kinds of songs. Um, in this case, I would say Jezebel 
is a vampire. Okay, better. Right? Good. Because, like, again, I don't know how you got in my isn't, blood. Isn't vampirism also, like, an STI? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like, that, that, that keeps being, like, metaphor for, like, uh... I know werewolves... Oh, no, that's just in Harry Potter. <sighs> that werewolves are HIV, and then they give it to children on purpose. Yeah, of course. J.K. Rowling, stop! <laughs> Joanne, you did it. Retroactively stop writing these books. Jesus. Um... <laughs> But vampirism, good. Right. But, you know, va- vampires are um, also a metaphor for many things. Because vampires uh, often use, like, hypnosis to to persuade people. So it's about not Lots. lack of consent yeah. sometimes. Um, but also, yeah, deception of, like, being hidden as a vampire, but then drinking your blood is, like, uh, alluring you, luring you in, and then becoming violent or becoming dangerous so it, it it is in that same vein of like the risk of having sex of like ooh, something bad could happen to me <laughs> which is not good but you know it's 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 in that tradition of like metaphors is all i'm saying um but i i i feel like the jezebel in this song is a vampire because of the line uh i don't know how you got in my blood obviously obviously um i know how she got in your blood biting with the the yeah thanks yeah um and she it's at sunrises and she gets under the covers so she's out all night she's out all night and, and then, then in she... the day she sleeps like a vampire now, I, I know he says you crawl under the covers, but I thought he was going to say you get into your coffin. You get into your coffin. That is yeah. that, could, that fits as well. He does say that at night she turns into a tiger, which feels more were-tiger than vampire. <laughs> no, vampires can turn into animals. Can they? Yes! They, well, no, it's not just bats. Bats. No, and not some just and bats. other yeah and sure 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 they might be able to shapeshift into other animals You're armadillos right. armadillos yeah, yeah of course <laughs> as we all know now I do have a problem with that and um, I know I'm doing a lot of talking um, and we just watched this once but yeah, when... hey this is uh, is this is this episode of the podcast is men talking about women so but... it's now a man talking yeah I'm mansplaining this to you when he says at night you turn into a tiger the little animated Jezebel. Is yes. walking in the background. Very, very gorillas. I but w- she turns into a bird. She doesn't turn into a tiger. She turns into a bird. She walks past him right as he sings the line, you turn into a tiger. Then Perfect there's, moment Then for there's someone. the fun part where he like whips his microphone cord and it goes kucha, like Johnny like Test. Like Johnny Test. Which is good. But she passes by him when he says, you turn into a tiger. So I'm like... Is she gonna turn the animation could change in that exact moment as yeah. she passes by. It would be so good. And that would be great. Um, it needs tweaks like that for maximum drama. Because it's at its best when it's just like fun and big and silly like that. Yes, that's that is And you need to Rock distract has lost... us. You need to distract us because like three of the lines in this song actually rhyme. <laughs> it's true. The song is fun. The drama is good. I think we. Wa- I. I. You made me watch. Not made me. But <laughs> like probably made you. One song from one of the pre-selections. Did I? Where it was a woman getting on stage in a big trench coat, like dress. And then the trench coat dress gets ripped oh, off. Oh yeah, that was her. a Melfest. And like was, uh, half a second. It's half a second, and that huge trench coat, trench coat 
dress is gone. Yeah. Is off the stage. And that blew my mind. I was like, she's in the middle of the stage. Where did it go? Um, Mm -hmm. It's obviously, you know, wires that just really quickly pull it behind stage. But I thought that was very impressive. I didn't think that Rosmus was going to do this. Yeah, his coat just also disappears. Disappears. Thin air. Showing his surprisingly muscular body. (laughs) We're like, oh my god, dude, you're ripped. Why? A real Adam Driver Force Awakens moment. Where, where you're just like, like whoa! Why is, are you so wide? You're just like, oh, this is a not. This is not like an old dude, but this is he's like older than when we knew him. Oh, no, absolutely. And so you're like, oh, and you're but like his face didn't age well. Like just jacked as hell. I ne- good for him. I didn't think he you like he when in the shadows came out. In my mind, he was like. Just constantly wearing a lot of black clothes, as if to be like, I'm hiding my body because I'm just not proud of my body. Yeah. And now, to see him, like, topless on stage, that doesn't rhyme with what I thought the Rasmus was, which might be completely wrong. But this, that was also very surprising to me, where I was like, whoa, you look like that? Okay. I do like that so far. Two out of the three songs of men singing about women yeah. feature the men taking off their shoes. That is true. I, I think that should just be a rule. Like, if you're going to say something about, like, if you, a man, are going to say something about a sexually yeah. promiscuous woman, you yes. also have to take your shirt off. I didn't think about that. That is it's fair. It's equality. Yeah, kind of. So that kind of makes it right for me. Also, because I think... That he doesn't really know what Jezebel means it, in, it's, like... It's just all bullshit. In American flag. It's just bullshit. He's just making stuff up, which is good. Maybe there's, maybe she's just named Jezebel. I think Jezebel is a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. It's just too bad that when you hear it, you think floozy. Uh, but yeah, that's the Rasmus. Loved it. Loved it. It's it's a rough start, I will say. It's a rough. Oh yeah, you saw my face in the I beginning think, of that. I think he's has he has a rough start there, but then that chorus hits, and you're like, oh no, hold on. Oh no, this, this is, is fun. Okay, coming in at a solid second place for me. Oh, is it? Yeah, ten points. Ten points. I feel like everything so far has has entered at your second place. It's it's only gotten better. Since the wolves. The wolves were second place by necessity. Yeah, you know. They're, 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 again, and it's only gotten place. better, so give me something worse now. I can't promise that. Ooh, where are we going? That. Well. Because, you know, men singing about women could also just still be Dothy Frere singing about his wife. Yeah, exactly. It could still go any way. What other, what other ways do men have women that and they talk about. You know, like yeah. you can talk about the the woman you wanna you wanna fuck or the woman who fucks, but what's the opposite of that? Mom. Exactly. Well, not for all men not for most men, honestly. Yeah, but listen, it is a family show, but not in that way. Men just want a mom they can fuck to be their wife. That's that's what a wife is. Well, you've taken the wind out of me. I don't I'm like so, that. I'm, I'm sorry. Thinking about Dothy Frere, have we said on the podcast that we met him? I guess we probably haven't, have we? Because we met him after last year's Eurovision. We said it on Twitter. I did say it on Twitter. Um, but yeah, last last summer we were in Berlin, um, just walking down the street, and who did we see 
sitting on a terrace, just having a having a beer with some friends. But Dothy Frere, it, it, we just came up to him and said, "Like, sorry to disturb you. We'll be gone in a second. But we're big fans, and we have tickets to see you in April, and we can't wait." And he was, you know, awkward but nice, like you would expect Dothy Frere to be. Yeah, he as if no one ever came up to him and said hi. Uh, it, it felt that way. Um, he was flustered by it. Yeah, um, which was nice. It's very sweet. He's a he's a very nice guy. Very yeah. tall, as we knew. And the thing with Dothy Frere is, like, I don't think he's unattractive. I think he's quite attractive. Sure. I wouldn't want him to take his shirt off on stage just because I think it wouldn't. He wouldn't be comfortable with no, it. No, he shouldn't do it. He shouldn't. Do if it. you do it, you got to be comfortable with it. And like, I don't think men, he would be. If men feel comfortable in their body to take their shirt off, I can only applaud. Then we that. should let them. We should. Let Anyone them. who feels comfortable taking their shirt off should just take their shirt off. I think that should off. be another question at the end of every song. Should they take should their, they shirt take off? their shirt off? Uh, okay, I mean, could yeah, okay, um, maybe. Better than BVD or <laughs> should they take? Their shirt off? Okay. Um, so let's go. This one's for later, but I do think we also met John's tears. Um, didn't meet him, but I think I did see him. It was him, wasn't it? We were on the train to Berlin, stuck in Bielefeld for two hours because uh, the train had to stop in the middle of the night. And I think another passenger on the train was John's tears. I genuinely think it was. <laughs> I, I didn't see him, but you you said you had like... He passed by me and panicked. I looked at him and, I, and he looked at me in the way that like a very minor celebrity might look at a person and be like... Don't recognize are, are they recognizing me? Yeah. Because he's not, like, he's not a super famous singer. The odds of meeting someone on a train, despite Eurovision being huge, most people forget what Eurovision yeah. singers look like. Absolutely. They wouldn't There's be so like, oh my god, it's you. Dothy Frere is one where I would think, like, oh, people recognize him because he went extremely viral with Think About Things. Yeah. That song and is extremely popular. And he has a very distinct appearance. John is like, you know, he... I know what he looks like because, again, two years in a row he had songs and I've listened to those song and songs and watched Eurovision and very much in that vibe. Yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't think that he gets recognized and I didn't say anything to him, so I'll never know if it was actually him and why he was also on a train. But if he was stuck on a train uh, in Bielefeld for two hours... Then it if then if that also happened to him, then it was the same train and it was him. John but Steers, if you're listening, John to this. Steers, if you are listening, and uh, please let us know if you were on that train. Were to on that train. Uh, that's a quick aside. Let's move on to our last song for this episode. Possibly, yes, please. We are going to Ukraine. Are they? Are they? Uh, as things stand, yes, they they are participating. As things really? as things stand, um, every artist is still recording a live on tape performance. Probably. Should should there not be a way for them to make it to Italy, there will be a live on tape performance for them. Uh, I I would guess that can be played instead. That's crazy. Um, but we are still not like out of the COVID times, so we still have to like you know ensure those live on tapes are there. Or use a rehearsal in case yeah, um, yeah. It, it is there, as happened to, to Dothy Frere last year. Sadly. Very, um, yeah, very sad, but I mean, did get them a fourth place, which I think didn't really make a difference for them that they didn't perform live. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think, I think they would have done much better. Was um, but I mean, still very good. Still it just was a testament such to a like. Fun performance. It was that, so good. Uh, I mean, and and just in general, last year um, was a testament to a lot of the artists 
styles and and um, the artists who were able to return from 2020 who didn't get to perform mm-hmm. that like they were able to come up with another song that just did well that it wasn't just like the one hit that that successfully got them to Eurovision but they couldn't come up with something to to justify them still being there like the roop having discotheque goe ha- having shum which oh. i think yeah probably did better than solove would have done absolutely uh, dati fair doing 10 years which probably did worse than think think about things would have done but still did incredibly well uh, John Steers coming up with Tout l'univers, which I think was also better. Also was better, yeah. Um, so just like, okay, it, it really proved that they, yeah, should have should have been there. And I'm glad um, that they did. And any artists who didn't get to return last year, maybe give them another chance. Obviously, Elephant in the Room, you know, we've got, we've got some... Um, Ukraine is going through a very tough time right now. But their national selection took place before all of that. But you could tell that this was already like, you know, bubbling under the surface. It was it was very close to like the, yeah. the point when it all happened. And the artist who is who is representing Ukraine at Eurovision actually came second in their national selection. It is the, the, the artist who came first. It, it turned out that there had been some issue with travel documents, meaning that she had oh. traveled into Crimea from Russia before. Oh, yeah, which you can't is do that. illegal. Um, which is not to say that Alina Pash had any sympathies toward Russia. She does not. Her song was explicitly also like about Ukraine, as a lot of the songs tend to be in situations like this where yeah. there is a sense of national pride. Um, but they have to enforce that. But they have to enforce that, and uh, it, it is just a matter of, like, the law. Right. Um, so so representing Ukraine um, is Kalush Orchestra. and An orchestra. their song... Well, that's their name. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and their song, Stefania. Um, would you like to have captions with subtitles? Yes. Because um, I know we don't often do that, but there are a couple of songs this year where I think that might add a layer to it that we otherwise I think uh, that's wouldn't fun. get. Um, and I know some songs are uploaded on YouTube with with uh, actual translations, which I'm assuming were given by the delegation. Uh, this is one of those. So um, if you if you listening haven't done so yet, I do recommend that you listen to uh, Stefania on YouTube with the. Uh, English captions, uh, which is what we'll be doing. So this is Ukraine's entry for this year's song contest, Stefania. That's what they do, isn't it? Yeah, but nothing else was... Like, it, it didn't fit the aesthetic. You could have a rap hat in those colors, you know? I think it stood out in a bad way. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm just used to the hat by now. Oh, um, is, is it, it... Does he wear it every time? I don't... I don't... I don't... I'm not... I'm, I don't know. I've just, like, in this oh. performance, it's like, yeah, the hat's there. 
Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think, did I, did I think like, oh, that hat is, is standing out? Yeah, I guess, but something about it also adds to the, the slight chaos that's going on and it's not chaotic, but it's like, it's, I don't, I don't mind, like it does not detract for me, but I could see what you're saying where it's like, uh, I don't know if the aesthetic of the hat, like works here but fair. you know we've all made bad hat choices in our lives um i i just don't find the hat all that important <laughs> no it's a great song it's a good it's a good rap love that flute it's good love that flute i i love ukrainian beastie boys catchy catchy flute tune yeah ukrainian beastie boys is it's a pretty decent description. Yeah. 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 It, it is quite beautiful. It is yeah. quite beautiful. The, the flute really gets me. The flute is where they really get me. Because yeah. I think it, it, it adds a lot. Seeing it on stage being played by the singer, mm-hmm. it really is like, oh, this is just Ukrainian music. Is just mixing... Very modern with very traditional. Yeah, so it's the, what the, Goe did. It's what you know um, Jamala did. I I think it's such a unique. I I can't even be like, yeah, it's what works. What worked last time? No, because it, it doesn't it feel just like feels like this is what music. It doesn't is feel there. very much like it's like it's just coasting on on Goe's success from last year. Um, because, you know, you, Ukraine in general is... Their national selection usually has some really interesting stuff in it. Musical diversity that uh, they, they they have good, like, really good hip-hop. Um, where I'm usually not much of a hip-hop head, but I really like Ukrainian hip-hop. Fair. Um, you know, because it's Eurovision adjacent when I see it. Um, but, like, it just has something so cool to it it's just so cool cool. um and they're they're such a good eurovision country they've always been a good eurovision country that's true um and i think you know eurovision is still a couple of months away but obviously like the murmurs are already here of like well surely ukraine's just gonna win because of sympathy you know you hate it you hate it but that is gonna be a conversation yeah um i don't think they are without a shot of winning. I think this is a really good song. Yes. I think this is very unique and striking. Like like you said, the combination works so well. Very um, much. It is... I think it is emotive, even if you don't, like, have the lyrics, but I thought it would be nice to to just add that. Um, I, I like just the general idea of, like, you know, Mother Stephania, the fields are blooming, but her hair is going gray. I think that's nice because it yeah. just, it's very evocative of, yeah, like... Your mother isn't going to stay your mother when you were a kid. Your mother is going to... Yeah, it's, not, it's that, like, it's yeah. growing up, it's... At some mama point, isn't going to stay my little mama, but I'm yeah. also not going to stay a little child. I'm um, not going to take care of the fields. I'm going to go have my own life. So at some point, my the house of my parents is going to go away. Yeah, it, it just has very... It's just good. Like, you can just vibe to this song. Very but much. then, like, yeah, that layer is... Uh, it's, a, it's a very relatable feeling um, that just does get extra weight because of what's currently going on. Just saying that, like, I'll find my way back home even when all the roads are destroyed. <laughs> and, like, God, you didn't write it to mean that, but 
<sighs> Without it being like, oh, this song is way too heavy to like hear now because it still is a very upbeat, fun, like good song. It's just it it is it is very strong. I don't know. Um, my my point my point being, if it does really well, even so going so far as to say like, what if it does win? then you're going to get the discussion of, like, you know, this is a lot of sympathy voting, and there will be that. There will be sympathy voting for Ukraine, but Ukraine is a good country at Eurovision. Yeah. They're always doing well, which is what people will forget when that conversation comes up. Is that As you- they forgot when Jamala won, which yeah. is to say Ukraine always does well at this contest because they get it. They understand. They get it almost better than any other country, because, I mean, Eurovision is important to a lot of countries, but it is very important to Ukraine. Because they want to be Europe. Yes. They they really want to be Europe. When Ruslana won in 2004, and Ruslana is a very, like, political figure, she, you know, brought the contest to Ukraine, thereby also, in 2005, bringing... Europe to Ukraine physically, bringing people from all across... Like, you know, yeah. the West to Ukraine, um, helping them in their, like, journey away from the Russia that they were uh, associated with, shackled to, in, in certain, uh, is a way of putting it. And Eurovision played a big part in not explicitly westernizing the country, but but yes, uh, leading to that, like, connection with Europe, which is what, what's important to a lot of countries in participating in, in Eurovision. Like, it is, it does, it does have that symbolic it value. It strengthens, it strengthens your position yeah, in Europe, absolutely. not, like, which politically, is, but culturally, which is, which is also it makes you more why, of a European country. Which is also why I think it is important um, that they do participate, because it isn't just, you know, a frivolous thing that, oh... We don't have, you know, we can, that's not important. Like, of course, it is, Eurovision is at large an entertainment show that isn't important, but it does carry some weight. Yeah. It is significant. Um, so, yeah, I, I like, those are all really interesting talking points to talk about beyond just that I, that I think we both just agree, good song. That's a good song. Um, and I think, like, that these are just conversations that will come up because I think it is going to do well, very well. And also, I really like it. It it is one of my favorite songs this year. I I think so too. Um, damn, I should have listened to Brevity again before recording today because now <laughs> I'm like, is it better? I think it's a shared first place for yeah, me now. That's 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 fair. And I think I'd I'd like to see see them shirtless, but maybe not. Maybe not now. Sure. Yeah, Maybe now fair. it's not appropriate. If they, come back, the if they come back next year and everything's fine, then they can take off their shirt. Yeah, sure, but, yeah. You know. Sorry that I got a little, like, heavy there, but, like... We're talking about Ukraine. I know, it's, it's, it's very hard fine. not to. It's I very hard it's... not to. I know, we want to keep it... We want to keep it live. We want to just make jokes about songs, um... I was gonna ask for a breakup song before I knew we were gonna be talking about Ukraine. Now yeah. I'm like, let's, let's end it. Let's... <laughs> I don't know. I agree with everything you say. I also think it's it's a very heavy topic that, you know, you're allowed to talk about. I I do these things in my own the thinking about the yeah, war, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that in my own. And that's head. and that's totally okay. <laughs> um I I don't know 
that I necessarily um, do a very good job when I think I'm, you do when I, I'm t- talking. I know, but I'm, I am conscious about you know that, and I think it conveys that you are conscious yes, about it. But for I, me, I would just I'm like, like to like to just say that explicitly that like I do, um, yeah, I do worry about that, um, and I do just part of my interest in Eurovision does have to do with getting an insight into political situations through something that I like discover, discovering um, the, the importance of these things in different countries through something that for me was just a silly little interest. Um, but just, yeah, finding out, um, how, how all of these songs, like what their significance is only like enriches this contest in a way that for a lot of people, of course, won't be the case, but does go to show for me why this is, of course, first and foremost, largely an entertainment show with lots of silly songs. Of course, but, there but I is think so much more to like really talk about. Um, with with your vision and through you doing this podcast and really getting into your vision, I think I have become a more educated person yeah, yeah, yeah. about European politics in particular. I think I it, it has helped me find more of an interest, mm-hmm. especially now. Just realizing, like, oh, they are still just participating, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that in itself is very interesting. And then finding out the history of. Um, of your vision in Ukraine, and it's it makes me very very sad. It makes me very yeah. No, I'm a, I'm very sad now, um, and I think we we all are. Yeah. Everyone, you know, there there could have very well been an extreme tonal whiplash if they had selected something just extremely upbeat that doesn't have this layer of of melancholy to it that this song has. I think it's a very good choice before they even knew it was a very good choice. Yes. Um, We're all extremely upset and sad, but let's try and have some fun listening to Eurovision songs. In, in, you know, doing what Eurovision is good for is, is bringing us all together for some fun and seeing what's going on in different countries just culturally it's a cultural exchange um it is it it is a good time it takes it takes a lot for eurovision not to happen um but being there is always uh it's always nice it's always nice to see everyone there um for the party and just for yeah uh a shared experience across a continent which is is just wonderful. It is just a moment to think about, like, oh, Eurovision is is more than you know, silly TV show. Which there are a lot of. It is a silly TV show, but I do like. There's layers. I do like the layers of it. Like and, like like ogres and onions. Eurovision has layers. Yeah, and like um, not like men uh, who sing about women because often they only seem to wear one layer and then they take that off and they're shirtless. Which. We all enjoy. Which we're, you know, no problem with that. No problem, no problem with, with the that. shirtless part of it. Um, well, so. um, we'll probably have some uh, actual shirts on our next episode. Yes. Um, if you want to listen to our little bonus episode that's behind a paywall, um, go to our Kofi. 
uh, that I haven't set up yet, but... But by the time this goes out, it will time... be set up. So you'll be able to find it on our Twitter. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll pin a tweet, um, probably. Um, yeah, you can... You can um, Pay what you want for a small little bonus episode where we talk about um, some of the albums that we have listened to from the book A Thousand and One Albums uh, You Should Hear Before You Die. That was just part of our uh, broadening of our musical horizons. And, you know, the the pay what you want that we get from that, if we get any, uh, is going to go to uh, Ukrainian Relief Fund. Um, ob- obviously, the bonus episode is is just not good enough to put out for free. Yeah. So only if you only if you uh, if you really like us want a little more of our stupid little voices talking about stupid little things. Yeah, um, I and... do have another plug because oh? we talked about you know you know ancient biblical figures okay. and vampires today. Watch Midnight Mass; it's so good. I still haven't seen it, but um, watch Midnight Mass on really Netflix. Like it. It's it's. So, so, so good. Please watch it. That's my plug for bunch this of whip, episode. Bunch of total whiplash, um, but that's what Eurovision is all about. Um, we'll see you next time for another episode and more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Thank you for listening, and good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.